The Greenhouse Effect is a weekly podcast hosted by youth pastor Avery Bowman. This podcast is for teens and their parents. Our goal is to encourage, support, and strengthen the home. Contrary to popular belief, one can survive in this present culture while maintaining a personal relationship with Jesus. Join us each week as we learn from God's Word. Here is your host, Avery Bowman. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you all are doing amazing already on this 2023. Um, We're given a new opportunity, a new year to make some good changes and adjustments and tweaks into our daily routines. And I trust that you're going to do that this year. Um, For those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Avery Bowman. I'm a youth pastor that has a massive passion, um, not only for teenagers, but also for their parents and for just the family as a whole, and just working with the family dynamic and trying to be a blessing and an encouragement to um, the home um, in this culture and society today that we live in. Um, I'll tell you one thing that Satan definitely has a narrative. He has an agenda, and that is to divide and split up and create confusion in the home. And from what I know, he does a really good job in doing that. And so my passion, my goal is to um, just have some conversations, some things that I've learned along the way, some uh, use some of the counseling sessions perhaps that I have on a weekly basis and just turn them into a discussion, a conversation format, and try to be an assistance and a help to other parents. Um, some individuals maybe um, shoulder some of this stuff on their own, and they go through life um, carrying the burden of maybe something that goes on with their teenager, and they never necessarily get that out. But um, before we get started, um, I'm still recording on the old setup that I had. I had hoped to been recording on my new Roadcaster Pro that I had ordered and had it sent in and I have it and I've been playing with it trying to figure out how to use everything there. Um, There's still definitely a learning curve there but um, I have to get some firmware updates and everything so I'm in contact with them but um, if you would message me and inbox me um, some some content that you would like to hear specifically to do with your teenager and let me know how I could better assist your family. Or if you have a prayer request, make sure you let me know. Um, I want to be personal. I don't want to just always be shooting from the hip of what I think may be beneficial or, um, you know, might be a help to each and every one of you. Um, today's an encouraging episode. Today's a positive episode. I just want to be a blessing. I want to lift you all up as parents and let you know that, hey, look, you are doing a good job. You are um, making a difference in the lives of your young people. Um, It doesn't always seem that way. You know, there's a lot of times where all of your hard work and effort that you're putting into your teenager, it might seem like it's going to the wayside. But I know one thing that it's not. And so I want to encourage you today and lift you up. And I want to um, start out by, if we can, um, just taking our focus and our attention to a passage of Scripture into um, Psalms chapter 139. Psalms 139. 
And I'll never forget this passage of scripture. I was in high school, and if you know anything about me, I wasn't the smartest kid ever. I was struggling academically, and one of my teachers pulled me aside, and she let me know because I thought, you know, I had several kids in my class that were extremely smart, getting good grades constantly, and they're my outlook at that time was that my grades defined who I was. And, you know, if I didn't have those straight A's and if I didn't get the, the honor roll and all that, then, then I wasn't good enough. And so she took me to this passage of scripture and she challenged me to really meditate on it and to dwell on this passage of scripture And it's really changed my perspective in a whole lot of different ways. But it's the psalmist David, and he he starts out by talking in verse number one of Psalms 139, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassed my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Man, we're already getting into some meat here, and some amazing um, truths that David sets before us as we get into the concept of this. But I want to let you know, parents, that, hey, look, the Lord knows what you're going through. He understands the thoughts that you're having and the troubles that you might be going through and the difficulties of, hey, I've tried this, I've gone through this, I've done this step and that step, and nothing's seeming to get through to her and nothing's getting through to him. But the Lord knows. He knoweth your thoughts afar off. He knows your frustrations. And so don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. Verse number seven says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be the light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from me, thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Here it is, mom and dad. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Here's the thing, mom and dad. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's eyes. You are perfect for your teenager. So when you get discouraged, when you get down, and you don't think that you you can do it, you don't think that you're good enough to parent fill in the blank, and you don't think that you are able to be enough for whoever your child is or whatever their needs are, hey, I want to encourage you today 
that you are enough. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You have the exact skill set and mindset that you need to handle the exact child that you have. Hey, don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. Don't um, don't be hard on yourself and think that you're not good enough. Hey, give yourself some grace and understand that <clears throat> you're a human. And when we go through that and we have that mindset, it shifts our perspective and how we interact with our children. It shifts the perspective of, hey, look, we can be real. We can be open and honest and have good, real conversations. It doesn't have to be an arrogant, prideful way when we come to the realization. We don't have to be uh, loud and bold and boisterous about this. But I think that we can understand and, and humility and know that, hey, look, God, you did entrust me with my kids. And so even though I don't have all the answers and and I can't figure this out, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on trying and I'm going to keep on working through these things. And so my encouragement to you is to don't give up. Now the now the twofold part of today's podcast would be this is that what do you do when your teen is searching for who I am, who am I, right? No matter what it looks like on the surface, our teens are all searching for who they are. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life. Who will give them the answers that they're looking for about love and life and college, finances, sex, gender identity, the regard for moral absolutes. Who's gonna who's going to give them the definitions of these things? Look, our culture is feeding them definitions. Our environment that we live in on a daily basis, just functioning in society, is giving them answers. And so if we wander through life without letting them know what the the answers are and not having conversations with them, they can definitely f- form some opinions that would be off the wall. And so we have to be sure that we are playing our part in doing this. Now, social media is a significant part of the questions that your teenagers are asking. Posting to Snapchat is the first thing that most teenagers do statistically in the morning, and it's often the last thing they do in the evening. Cell phones have become vital appendages to their everyday life. They function with them. They have to have them. It's a constant way of communicating with their friends. It's a constant way of being in the know of what's going on in our life. And you might say, well, my teenager doesn't have social media. So they're they're staying away from everything that's going on. But the majority of their friends do. And the majority of their friends are sending them content still through text messaging. And they have access to the majority of everything that a lot of their friends do. 
I'm not saying to burn the phones, delete the accounts. I'm just saying to have an open um, relationship with your teenager to where you can access all of that stuff, where they don't have a problem with that, where it doesn't seem like they're resisting it and running from you doing that. It doesn't seem like they're hiding something from you. It's extremely important to make sure you know what's on your teenager's cell phone to protect them. Hey, look, there are some weirdos out there and some sickos out there that will present themselves as something that they're not. They'll present themselves as a 13-year-old boy or a 13-year-old girl in some of these chat rooms that your, your teenager is in. And actually, it's a 60-year-old hiding behind a keyboard. And so I'm just telling you that it's very real, and you hear about it on the news, but it's creeping in to our circles. It's creeping into our families. It's creeping into individuals that we know personally. And there are people that are interacting with these creeps on a daily basis and have no idea about it. Hey, look. Satan, he's no respecter of persons. He could care less. And the reality of social media is that it demands you to understand how it's shaping your teenager. You must understand what it's doing. Your teen wants you and needs you to be engaged. They need you to be an all-in parent. And I'm not saying that necessarily the way to go about that is to just, hey, you're never getting a cell phone until you leave the house. You know, because I think there's a certain aspect to that that creates something too. But there is a balance and there is a just staying on top of and understanding the severity of the capabilities of what's out there and knowing Hey, I got to keep a handle on this thing. Even when your teen's words, they don't necessarily come out and say it. They need their parents every single day. They want their parents to keep tabs on them and to keep them from certain dangers and difficulties that they can't necessarily say no to themselves. Even though we often don't think what our kids are thinking or feeling We are called to dream big and pray like crazy for them and to never give up hope for our kids. I also want to challenge you to remember that no matter how hard you work at being the best mom or dad in all of the world, that your teenager is a human being just like we are and they have human will. They can mess up, and they will mess up more than once probably. We mess up, don't we? We make mistakes on a daily basis. We say things we shouldn't say. We do things we shouldn't do. We interact with people that we shouldn't interact with. And if you think about that and you put it in that light, it gives you a little more grace towards your teenager. It helps you to understand them a little bit better. But this journey is a process. And we have to navigate this thing with them. We have to be sure that they understand that we're here for them. 
through the good, through the bad, to lift them up and encourage them through the good, to make sure that we're loving on them when they're going through the hard times. Look, I said it earlier and I'll say it again, but Satan's no respecter of persons. He could care less if your teenager makes honorable or does meth. He hates young people who are conscientious, responsible, compassionate, just as much as he hates the teenager that's a bully and refuses to accept responsibility. And re- he would he would rather for a teenager to remain on probation after breaking the law. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him. Satan wants every single teenager, including your teenager, to fail. But let me challenge you. Surrender your will to God's. Surrender your wants to God's. Surrender your theories of parenting to God's theories. Surrender your priorities to God every single day. And ask Him to lead in your life. One thing I know is that we need God's presence in our families. We need God to captivate our mindsets so that when we're working with our teenagers, that we have a heavenly perspective. When we're working with our young people and giving them advice, it's not just coming from some um, trick that we pulled out of the bag or it's not coming from something that we Googled, but it's coming from God. Let me challenge you today. Stay in God's word and have a fervor for him. Fall in love with him and get so close to him that your teenager wants that in their own personal life. Look, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. How attractive are you making God look to your teenager? Or is your teenager saying, I I want nothing to do with God because of the relationship that my parents claim to have with that same God? Look, I want to encourage you today. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the exact person and individual that God, that he made you to be for your child. You're good enough. You are able. You can do it. Don't lose hope. Stay encouraged. Hey, I love you all. I'm praying for you all. I'm cheering you on and don't lose hope. Don't give up. Have an amazing day. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review. The greatest trick Satan has ever pulled is convincing the world he does not exist. We have to live in light of the reality that he walks about seeking whom he may devour. He is alive and well today. Remember to work out your salvation today. May God bless you richly as you seek to walk with him.